As we draw closer to the election date, polls become more and more important and they probably come out with greater frequency. The latest poll released by Ipsos, that was yesterday, uh, along with some other polls suggest that the ANC is losing its grip on the majority vote. The extent to which it's losing that grip is something that the polls vary on. There are also questions about who would be the next official opposition. Again, Ipsos suggests that the EFF may well supplant the DA in that role. But there's so much in in polls that is contingent. Turnout, for example, is a vital factor in how all of this might play out. And many of the polls will have different scenarios, low, medium and high turnout uh, amongst them. But what do we make of polls and how should we be reading them in February for an election that I guess would be late May at the earliest, although I really don't know that an answer to that question. Gareth von Onselen, who's somebody who looks at this with an expert eye, is the CEO of Victory Research and joins us now. Mr. van Onselen, welcome and thanks very much for your time. A f- poll that comes out in February, uh, I would assume interviews done November, December, perhaps. How should we read it? Is is the die cast in those numbers or is there still a lot of uh, scenarios in which those numbers could change substan- substantially? Hey, John. Uh, good to speak to you again. Um yeah, so the Ipsos poll, the field work was done in October through December. So it's okay. actually quite an old poll. It's about two or three months old. So, it, I mean, what it's telling you is what the lay of the land looked like in October, November. Um, and that's helpful up to a point. I mean, it's it's obviously undermined the fact that there's been a great deal of campaigning since then. New parties like MK have been launched. And um, so it's difficult to get any contemporary value out of that poll, but it's kind of interesting retroactively. So in general, I mean, when polls come out, do they do they shift the mood uh, in any way? Do the public uh, think, wow, the party I like is way behind. I'd better not only get out and vote, but make sure everybody whose ear I have uh, is persuaded to, to go out and vote. Or, or, or do you think they're less influential than perhaps they might be in a country like the U.S., where they seem to come out more, more frequently and more quickly? I think, look, for the most part, I think the public actually gets kind of confused by the number of polls that comes out, which are good, which are bad, which readings matter. Did they come out today or are they representative of three months ago? It's What you generally find is the public gets a general sense of what's happening out there. The ANC is in trouble the opposition are kind of fighting over a small space, and that's kind of where we're at. So I don't think it fundamentally affects anyone's attitude to voting. It, it yes. might on the margins, but not anything dramatic. You know, there's just a kind of general sense of what the lay of the land is. I, I, I want to get your your uh, opinion or and, and your insights, are probably the better word to use, into what different turnout scenarios, why, why are they so important and how does that swing things either for or against uh, particular parties? Yeah, so that's a, an absolutely critical question. And for me, it's the fundamental factor in this election. So, so what turnout is in layman terms is obviously there's so many people registered to vote. We've got about 27 million, but not all 27 are going to vote on the day. A certain number of those are going to vote. In 2019, it was 68% of all registered voters. So what matters then is who's actually getting their voters out to vote. 
are the ANC getting more of their voters out than their full share of the pool? Is the opposition doing that? Because that can fundamentally affect the outcome. If, for example, ANC voters stay away in large numbers, but all opposition voters are massively infused and come to the polls, the opposition is going to do disproportionately well. So understanding the implications of turnout are fundamental to understanding what's going to happen in the election. Our downward trend over a long time is deeply problematic because it means less and less people are voting, but right. it does favour the opposition because they tend to get their voters out in greater numbers. And is that across the board? I mean, obviously the DA has an energetic, uh, what again, to quote the Americans, an energetic ground campaign. I think the same would be true of the EFF, which has demonstrated a capacity to mobilise around a range of things and not just, uh, not just voting. Does that disadvantage smaller, newer parties who may have an appealing message but can't necessarily shake people uh, out of their patterns on voting day to say, actually, you know what, let me go and vote? Yes, I think it does. So it's a, it's a general rule. Obviously, there will be exceptions in any general rule, but it more or less applies to all opposition parties and it specifically more or less applies during local government elections. Right. Less so in national elections when ANC voters seem to care more. But that trend is also diluting and their turnout nationally is getting closer and closer to local government election turnout. So the playing fields are pretty even at the moment and whoever can perform better will do better in terms of their voters. With regards to smaller parties, yes, it's a big disadvantage for them because it's really just a money problem at the end of the day and a size problem. You have yes. to be able to get all your people out. That requires a huge network. If you can't do that, you suffer the consequences. I suppose in fairness, though, to parties who've been around longer, yes, money would come into it. They'd argue we've also put in, uh, if you could measure uh, shoe leather in kilometres, we've also uh, done our share of going up and down. But just uh, a final question then for you, Mr. Van Onselen. I mean, the, the standard question seems to be, if the election were to be held today, uh, what would you do? That doesn't seem to me, and understandably so, to capture that moment when people are in the queue and are heading uh, towards the point at which their thumb gets inked, where, where, where people actually, the question always becomes different. It's not what might I do, it's what will I do. There, there's no way of really researching that, is there? No, that's a good point, but it, it's actually of a very marginal impact. Okay. The majority of the majority of voters are quite fundamental in their position. There is a section of the market that is undecided and might well be susceptible to the kind of forces you're, you're talking about, but they aren't in a significant enough number to fundamentally uh, change the voting prospects of the party. It's more or less marginal, that stuff. Thank you so much. Gareth Van Onselen, CEO of Victory Research. We'll chat to him again as the polls keep coming out. How do you respond when you see polls? I mean, do you think, oops, okay, this is going to be closer than I thought? Do you uh, get a bump of positive feeling because your party's doing better than expected or as well as you hoped? I'd be interested to know because a lot of money and work goes into the polls and certainly in the work that, that we do here as a news show, we, we look at them very, very closely. But I don't always know, to be honest, what to think when I read them. Although, as Gareth Van Onselen said, uh, there are some trends that are clear. The one is that the ANC is in the fight of its electoral life and there's some other fundamental questions as well, uh, which I'm sure we'll explore in the weeks to come. It's 29 minutes to four.